Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the light was the light of the people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and lived among us. We have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. You see, 
In most ancient Greek courses, you'll usually find two sorts of students. On one hand, there are the Christians who are preparing for ministry and theological study. And on the other hand, there are the classicists, those who are studying the ancient languages and cultures for their own sake. Now, of course, there are overlaps between these two categories of students, but there was little doubt in which category the joyful gaspers and squeakers belong. These were Christians who were reading their Bible in the original language, unassisted for the first time. They were overjoyed and stunned. But I was not gasping or speaking. And my feeling certainly was not joyful. You see, I was among the classicists in the class. I was there to learn my Greek so that I could read Plato and Aristotle, the Hellenic empiricists, and the pre Socratics. And this little detour was unpleasant, to say the least. For me, it had back through painful memories. As a boy, I had been raised as a devout Christian, trained rigorously to be conservative in the community of the Presbyterian Church. I had fallen in love with the, the idea of God moral project of Christianity fueled me. Studying theology and history as a teenager, I voraciously consumed any single text I could get And looking back on it, I think I was probably being rude for ministry and loving every single minute. But then the bottom fell out. Started to ask questions that did not have any easy answers. For instance, how can our petitionary prayer affect God? Hasn't God already chosen what to do since the beginning of time? Or this one if God is omniscient and if God subjects us to judgment and if eternal punishment follow from that judgment, that not entail that God creates souls knowing that they will be damned hell. Does this not make God some sort of monster? And, as always, the simplest question was the most critical. How can all powers all As I asked these questions as a teen, the answer from my pastors was always the same. Read by Those questions, 
Bible is actually full of sensible mysteries designed to distract you from the weight of the matters at hand. So I follow my questions as a matter of conscience. I pursue them religiously, leading me to study ethics and philosophy. In this field, I can take these questions seriously face value, and attempt to answer them with reason and argument alone. It wasn't so much that I stopped believing in God, but rather that I stopped believing that the Christian tradition had anything relevant to say about the structure of our world and how to live rightly. So I left the church behind and went to find the truth on my own. The Bible in this project seemed at best to be a proto-ethical treatise from the infancy of human moral culture, and at worst, a mass poetic confusion derailing And in the moment, in that Greek class, some 12 years ago, the opening to the Gospel of John seemed to be the worst, the worst. As I sat there translating the words on the board, I found myself angry and scoffing. How could this make sense to anyone? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What in the world does that mean? It was in this class to escape this sort of innate mind meaning. I wanted to read authors who asked and tried to answer the real questions. I grimly finished my translation. Frustrated that this reminder of my previous life path had been flung in my face. However, over the course of the next few months, I began to consider the nuance of the words. Arche, the word translated as beginning, can also mean principle. And logos, the word translated as word can also be translated in so many different ways that it's mind-boggling. Calculation, relation, explanation, structure, law. So I started playing around with my translations. And I came up with something like this. The relational structure was of the first principle. The relational structure was with God. The relational structure was God. And it was directed toward God in the primary state. All things were generated by this relational structure, and there were no exceptions. Perhaps it lacks the poetry of the original, 